Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 157. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Thursday Superstar, I've got that wrong, Small Business Superstar. (laughs) You'd think now I'm on episode 157, I'd remember the name, but as you well know, we are batching these ahead of time, so I'm still just getting into the swing of things. But anyway, I am very excited to welcome to the podcast today, the very lovely Sally Howe. How are you doing, Sally? I'm really good, thank you. Lovely to be here. Good, good. I'm so glad to have you here. Now, I one of the things I wanted to make sure I did is when obviously I put this out, I obviously put it into my own academy and I put it into places, but I was really conscious. I wanted to bring people on that I didn't necessarily know them directly and know their business and know what they did. So I've had to go and look at what you do and go and research you and your stuff looks amazing. So could you just start by telling everybody kind of how you got to do the thing that it is you do today? Okay, well, I'm a sustainable jewellery designer and I started out making jewellery when I had small children. My background is that I am an ex-graphic designer for television. So I used to work at the BBC making title sequences. And then I transitioned to being an art teacher when, when we relocated. So I've got very creative background. And so I started making jewellery when my children were quite small and something creative for me to do and it was just a a hobby at that stage then people started to ask me to make them things too so I started to uh, actually gift things first of all and then sell things and started a business so I actually have been really passionate about my making and now I'm passionate about helping people to get more meaningful jewellery 
which actually is longer lasting and eco-friendly. So I make everything from sustainable eco-silver, which means it's all recycled, fair trade gold and sustainably sourced gemstones wherever possible. So I'm trying to sort of look after the planet. All my um, packaging is eco-friendly, sustainable, recycled, fair trade cotton gift bags, all that sort of thing. So I'm trying nice. to actually be a lighter touch on the planet and actually make it a really lovely experience when people get my jewellery as well. Yeah, lovely. So how long have you been doing it as a business, Sally? Since 2015. So it's my fifth year now. So, uh, yeah. And how was that like? One thing that always intrigues me with with lots of small business owners, but like the the ones especially where it's a hobby turned business, that transition can be can be a tricky one because one, like you said, you made these things and gave them away. So understanding the the value in your head or, you know, then having to convince people to, to charge people for it. But then I think sometimes as business owners, we think we should be expert at everything. So then you come into the business side of it and you've got to learn all these other things about actually running a business. So how was that transition for you? First of all, it was actually quite difficult, I'll be honest. And actually, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I sort of blundered my way around quite a lot. But gradually, I've actually got help from people like yourself and um, just got some expert support, really. So I've had some mentoring and um, joined a few communities that actually give me really, really good advice. I've actually just started outsourcing as well. So anything that I'm not really um, enjoying or really that good at, I'm starting to get the experts to help me with it. And actually that has made such a difference this year in particular. I feel like I'm actually making good progress rather than just sort of plodding along. Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that actually, because one, I'm a big fan of outsourcing. I'm also a big fan of if you are not the expert at doing this, then why do you have to do it? But also I'm really pleased to hear you you talk about how long you've been in business and now, you, you know, the last year you've outsourced. Because sometimes I think people are in a real rush to, you know, they they look at the experts, they look at all these people they follow and and see how they do it. And they think, oh, I should be doing that. But I don't know about you, but I wasn't ready for the first like one or two years. I wasn't ready to give anybody anything. And I didn't have the income to back that up either. So, so that must have been, that's a really nice progression that you've got to this point now of like, now I'm ready and now I can outsource some stuff. And, and you must feel that that was the perfect time for you in terms of doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that first of all, you definitely start out with a bit of a scarcity mindset. Well, I did certainly. Everything had to be done by me. And it's sort of a bit of a control issue as well, because you think that you can do everything. And actually, I did learn loads and loads of different things that I'm actually not bad at anything, really, once I turn my hand to it. And actually, I did realise that to give better value to people, if I employ a few experts to do certain aspects of my business, it frees me up to be better at what I really love. Mm. So that was what was the turning point for me that I actually well also I lost all my income from teaching pretty much so I decided that I really needed to double down on my jewellery business and actually it's been awful in the world and it's had a big impact on my uh, income but now I've actually felt felt that I've invested and it's actually reaping rewards so I think it's really proved something to myself as well and it means Mm. that I value other people's time better and it means that I am now valuing my time more 
Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's really good. And like you said, you get to invest your time where your time has to be invested. So that's perfect. Anyway, we actually didn't come on to talk about bringing on tea, but I just wanted to pick up on that. So today, Sally is going to tell us about her one thing that she did in marketing that actually has made a big difference to hers. And I'm excited because this isn't something I talk about very often. So Sally, what is it that you've done in your business that has really helped? Well, the thing I've actually really concentrated on this last year, since I think it was June last year, so probably 18 months now, is Pinterest. And Pinterest is a great platform it's not a social media it's a search engine and it's a really powerful search engine so I'm I'm actually helping other jewelry designers to get onto Pinterest and actually teach them how to how to do that but Pinterest is absolutely amazing to get found on Google your SEO ranking um yesterday I had a sale in Finland from Pinterest so wow. it, we found around the world um it's absolutely amazing i love it i mean there's a few things that are a bit quirky about pinterest but uh, they're changing the algorithm so i'm doing a lot of testing so you'll see my follower numbers going up and down as i try different <laughs> things at the moment but uh yeah no it's absolutely brilliant i, I really do love it and actually it's great because i i actually use tailwind to schedule my posts so yeah. i do some live pinning i do some schedule pinning and actually find that um i can pin other people's stuff so it's like a, a a very generous feeling platform because I, I can pin other people's things and still get discovered myself. I mm. can help them. So I, I like the gen- generosity of the pinning platform that mm. actually you can actually pin things that you genuinely love and there's no point pinning anything you don't genuinely love. No. I think you need to pin things that are um, in alignment with your brand. So mm. your your ideal customers would like what you're pinning, ideally. Um, don't pin things that you don't actually like or if you do keep them secret because there's a secret yeah. board option so just pin things that you genuinely like mm. so this is this is really interesting right because I love Pinterest have done since it first came out I remember like if you look at my Pinterest which is public you can see it but like there's loads of stuff on there that is nothing business related a lot of food things lots of like family things um, and a few passion things, I guess. But like, and we do put the po- podcast on there as well. So we do do use Pinterest for business, but it's a very slow burn. And people, I think one of the reasons they struggle with Pinterest is being consistent while there's no huge results coming back in. So what was it that made you do it in the first place? Why did you think I'm going to give this a go? It's actually really interesting because I was at uh, an event by Janet Marie and um, there was a speaker there called Jeff C who has the Manly Pinterest podcast. Yes, and I've had him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Jeff. He's the most amazing, generous, lovely yeah. guy. And I, I follow him and, and pay attention to everything he says about Pinterest because he gives me lots of tips and things. And um, the Tailwind um Facebook video is is really worth listening to as well because he's he's uh, the font of lots of knowledge about uh, yeah interesting but um he was the one that actually made me realize that like you I'd used it in the background for pinning things mm. that I I liked and decided that I would try this as my one thing if you like so I tried to pin things that were in alignment with my brand a bit more so rather than just things for planning my new bathroom or planning yeah. my lunch then I decided that I'd pin things that were um things that my customer would really 
get excited by. And so mm. a bit more of a strategy about it. And the yeah. consistency you mentioned, the consistency is everything. So yeah. interest loves it when you're pinning frequently. So a binge pin, when you pin loads and loads of things yeah. all at once, does not do you any favours. It It is like a bit of a dump and you just don't help your algorithm. So basically Pinterest has AI, artificial intelligence, that it actually um, sees your pins and it, it sort of reads your images and your text. So it it likes to be fed regularly, the algorithm. So actually if you're pinning little and often, so mm. I tend to do a, a pin every now and again. So I might pin while I'm boiling the kettle or waiting on the phone or... Mm. I've just had my lunch just little and often yeah yeah doing and it. I think for product-based businesses that the fact that Pinterest is a search engine is is so good but it takes time and it's not going to be an overnight thing but the the truth is over the time it can be amazing it can be you know if you do have the patience to go with it for a product-based business, it can actually be a fantastic, well, for lots of businesses, but it can be a fantastic resource for you. So so tell people, so you went off and did your research, which is great. I highly recommend that. I highly recommend you find an expert that is doing the thing that you are trying to do, uh, which is why I don't come and follow me for Pinterest tips because I do not do the thing. But like, you know, you go and find the expert, you go and follow them, you see what they do, you listen to their stuff, you, you play by the rules and do, you know, play the game and do the thing. So what... Obviously, you've doing it now for 18 months, which is a great amount of time. So what results have you seen from coming from that Pinterest? Obviously, you've already said you've got a sale, which is phenomenal. So, so what results have you got from that effort that you put in? I've done most of my pinning is organic. A lot of my pins are getting rediscovered. So they are evergreen. So they're getting rediscovered over a period. Well, some of my pins are now three years old and they're getting discovered. Mm. I was actually, I had 9,000 followers when I first started um, pinning after Jeffsy's talk, and, and now I've got over 180,000 monthly views, which wow. is vanity metrics because over lockdown, lockdown it went up to 525. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what? I, I think take the numbers with a pinch of salt, but actually, yeah, people are coming regularly to my website, they are um, pinning my things not all the time, but actually enough. Yeah it makes a significant difference mm. I'm tracing some sales and I've done one paid advertising um mm. which actually I was really impressed and I'm planning on doing more in January February time mm. so definitely I've seen big results from that so yeah I'm that's amazing testing things all the time but it's a slow burn as you say it's a longer term yeah. strategy um it's not instant gratification like Instagram it's not mm. social Instagram so I've actually recently gone back onto Instagram for the social side of things and I'm actually really enjoying that again I've got less attachment to numbers and things yeah. and I'm actually doing it for the social side of things and quite like the platform without attachment to yeah. numbers because um, I, I think I did get hung up about the the numbers at one point but now I'm just I post what I want to post and yeah enjoy it rather than feel like it's judging yeah. things and I think that's a really important thing to say as well about Pinterest and the fact of one thing that kind of blew my mind was the 
the engagement piece on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and that's really important. But there is no real engagement piece on on Pinterest as such, or there's not the kind of work you have to put into an Instagram account, let's say. There isn't currently, but I actually think in the works it will probably be coming along because if you've you noticed you've got the little um icons, you know they've got this the the heart, the smiley face, etc., that you mm. can actually like and things. And they've got comments. So I think it may be coming. Mm. I, I just yeah. think what I've a few 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 it's the ground rumor type things and uh i think it's probably going to be a little bit more social than it currently is that's a yeah. that's a, a guess i think that it's yeah. likely so is this going to be staying in your strategy going forward is this where you are focusing your time do you think this is enough to focus on and get business from yes definitely i mean it's it's a big part of my strategy moving forwards I'm definitely going to have paid advertising move, moving forwards as well because people on Pinterest are looking in order to buy in the future mm. they're planning they're, they're yeah. sort of getting present boards I mean I've got present boards that I've got things that I think I'm pinning for certain people then I come back to them at certain times of the year um, and I know that the stats show that people are planning gift ideas they're planning future events they're planning escapes in the moment holidays are massive yeah yeah look, I bet. you need to look at the pinterest trends because they are absolutely ace at, at recommending what is this they're seeing what people are pinning so if you look at the, mm. the trends and actually try and place your strategy of pinning things that are currently trending that helps you to ride mm. that wave yeah no, that's awesome. It's so good. Thank you so much for coming on to comment. Like I said, this isn't a subject we talk about much. We did have Jeff on the podcast, so I will link to his episode in these show notes because uh, it was a great episode. And then we had Alyssa. Oh, yeah. Alyssa. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Meredith. Yes. Yes. So we had two Pinterest ones. Oh. So I'll link to both of those because both of them were excellent. But thank you so, so much, Sally. How can my audience find out more about you and take a look at your beautiful jewellery? I'm at How Fine Designs everywhere. And my website is www.howfinedesigns.com. So uh, perfect. We will obviously link up to everything in the show notes. But thank you so much for joining me, Sally. It's been a great episode. Oh, thanks so much. It's been fun. Cool. Okay, there we go. That was today's episode all about Pinterest. So maybe that's something you want to take a look at. And maybe if you are a product-based business or you like the sound of the fact that it's just sort of drip-feeding content and stuff, do go check out those additional episodes as well. And do go check out Sally's stuff and show her some love. Thank you so much. And I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 